0: So you're, if you're, okay, if you're, if you're feeling pain, like, is it right in here? In the lower part? Okay. Yeah. So if the pain you're feeling, listen, be completely honest with me, what was your name? Lisa. Lisa, no, I'm sorry. So if the pain that you are feeling, if that's a, is there any pain up in here too, or is it just back there? Yes, okay. Just the lower back. Okay. If the pain that you're feeling is a 10 when you just checked it. If that's 10 and zero is no pain, okay? But what you're feeling now is 10, okay? I'm gonna pray for you, okay? And are you having any pain too, like in your feet or in your ankles or anything like that? You're having pain in your feet too. I can feel that as well. So let me, let me pray for you. I'm gonna pray first for your back and then we're gonna pray for your feet. And be completely honest with me. Don't be nice to me, okay? Father, I thank you for healing power. And I thank you for Lisa. Right now, in the name of Jesus, back I command you to be healed by the authority of Jesus Christ all pain get out right now go be healed in Jesus name all pain go right now be made whole by the authority of Jesus Christ are you feeling any heat back there I can feel that. This is my hands getting hot in Jesus name now do me a favor now just just kind of move around and check your back again now if now listen don't be nice to me tell me the truth yeah. if it was at a 10 before move really good check it really really good step up just a little bit so I like if you if if you were feeling if it was a 10 before and zero is no pain yes. where's it at now
1: yes. no pain now.
0: zero yes. so zero and what about in your feet is it is it a, is there a particular problem in your? what about in your hips too because i was feeling it's, it's any pain at all
1: any pain. yeah what does that mean no pain no pain
0: Zero. 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 Thank Praise God. the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Awesome Thank you. man. Jesus just healed this lady's back. If anybody needs healing right now, He'll heal your body right
2: now. He's here. He'll heal you. Amazing, amazing, amazing. So, can you um, just do me a favor? Just put your hand up if you signed up for healing on the street. Amazing. Actually, I'm not sure my name is on the list, so technically I'm not sure my hand should be up, but I am definitely coming, right? Um, Okay, yeah, no, please do put your hands down. Um, Healing on the Street is um, where you go out onto the street and you see people healed. You can see where they got the name from, right? So um, the training is the evening of Friday the 28th of March of this month, uh, Saturday morning and then Saturday afternoon we go out on the street and then Sunday morning we are very fortunate to have Mark Marks um, who is coming to do the training, the founder of Healing on the Streets. He is coming to speak on the Sunday morning as well. Um, We have only 75 people signed up at the moment. Uh, We, we, uh, when I say only, that was slightly tongue-in-cheek, we are really wanting 100 people. So There is no commitment other than coming along and then saying, well, I will go out once or twice in the next year, right? I mean, let's face it, we want a queue of 75 people saying, I cannot wait to overcome my fear and go and bring healing and life to people. That's right, isn't it? Is that excellent, good. Um, So I had a friend say to me this week about a totally separate thing. They said this, the obstacle in front of you is the way forward. So that fear that you're feeling or whatever about, oh my goodness, I don't think I could do that. You totally can. You totally can. And we will all learn to do this together. And there'll be some times when it goes epically wrong. And that doesn't matter because we just laugh and then we go in again. Um, So um, honestly, I really strongly encourage you, if you haven't yet signed up, to please sign up. If you can't come to the training but would like to do Healing on the Streets, And we'll work out how we can retrain some people afterwards. But anyway, so this is the last of the family series this morning. We've been looking at family for a number of weeks now. Um, Not nuclear family, but family in the sense of family of God uh, and uh, God being a father. So we've looked at, at the heart of the family is the heart of a father. And that really was the introduction and the first main week. We've looked at the family welcome. What, what it means to be welcomed into the family of God, uh, like being born again and saying yes to Jesus, that kind of thing. We looked at the family behaviour code, exactly how are we expected to behave, particularly towards each other, and then discovered that actually the key is honour, that, that honour is the tie that holds us together. Chris Tatton looked at the family joy about knowing the father, And the privilege we have of having that relationship with him, of knowing him. We've looked at the family inheritance. What is ours as a result of being in God's family? We get to borrow the car. Uh, Family, that kind of thing. It's not actually, we didn't cover that one, can't believe it. The family business, which is what are we actually to spend our time doing? What does the Bible say that we are to spend our time doing? Um, And we really came out with mainly enjoying God and bringing transformation wherever we go. And today, the final one in the series, and the theme is this one day. One day, dot, dot, dot. The final theme is family hope and longing. What is our hope and longing? One day. One day, there will be no more tears. One day, there will be no more suffering. One day, there'll be no more anguish, no more fear, no more depression. One day, there'll be no more offence. There'll be no more jealousy. There'll be no more rivalry, no more upset. There will be no more death. One day. One day, that is to come. One day, it will be us face to face with the Father, finally Utterly, totally, completely free. Isn't it going to be amazing in heaven that we won't care what anyone else thinks of us and there is no appearance to keep up other than to reflect the goodness and grace of God? When we get there, the kingdom of God will have come fully, completely, totally. The kingdom of God has come only a little bit right now. In fact, let's cover that while we're here. So, if you, some people say... I forgot my Bible, which I wanted to hold up at this point. Um, so I've got the Bible on the iPad instead. But if you turn to right at the beginning of the Bible, Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, first two chapters of the Bible, that is God's plan for mankind. And then you get right the way through to the end of the Bible, Revelation 21 and Revelation 22. And that is God's restorative plan for us. So if you want to really see what God's plan is for us, actually... It is kind of throughout the Bible as a thread. But anyway, if you go to Genesis 1 and 2, read them, read them thoroughly. Go to Revelation 21 and 22, read them thoroughly. That is God's plan for us. The middle, however many chapters, is just us screwing it up and then God sending a plan to get us back to where he wanted us because he wants us to be with him. He never wanted separation in any way. So what happened was, it was like this, Genesis 1 and 2. Genesis 3 starts to go a bit wrong. In the end, he has to send Jesus. We haven't really got time to go into all why Jesus came. We mention it very often. But when Jesus came, as he came, so the new era, the kingdom of God, started to break back in. We started to get Genesis 1 and 2 back. The kingdom of God. Nothing missing, nothing broken. His will, his way, his rule, his reign, his way of doing things. His enormous, incredible love soaking into every pore of everything and restoring everything. That started to break in when Jesus came. He said, I've come to bring the kingdom of God. Okay? So that started then. However, this age that we're currently in, this human era, this human age, is still here. So we have this weird thing where there is a a juxtaposition of two things that are both true. And that is this. Right now, because I said yes to God many, many years ago, actually. Because I said yes to him then. I am... And if you've said yes, you are a citizen of heaven. You are with God. The Bible says right now, you are seated with him in the heavenly realms. Now, I appreciate you may look around and say, good grief, he's lost the plot. It doesn't look to me like I'm seated in heavenly realms. But you are seated in heavenly realms. If you've said yes to him and you're in that relationship with him, you are. And you're seated here. So actually, you no longer are, if you, effectively, whatever your passport says, you are not a citizen of earth so much as you're a citizen of heaven and you're an ambassador here on earth. That's actually what we all are. We're ambassadors here on earth. A little bit like um, the, an embassy in a foreign country. Uh, one of our embassies, one of the UK embassies in, the foreign, in a foreign country, in that territory, that's us. That's UK soil planted somewhere else. It follows the UK laws, etc. That's what we all are. We're all ambassadors. We have been purchased. We've been bought. We belong to him. The father has adopted us. We were orphans and he's adopted us. And he says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. You're with me forever. And it's already started. It, I think, is really exciting. <laughs> you can whoop when you listen to the podcast listen to it back and go, woo, I think I missed a woo there. Yeah, yeah. Y- yes you did. Um, <clears throat> so we have, now been, we have now been adopted. So we now live in this weird, weird bit of time where the kingdom of God has come, but the kingdom of God hasn't yet come. Let me say that again. The kingdom of God has come, but the kingdom of God hasn't yet come. We're in like an overlap. But there will come a time when the old things will pass away and there'll be new things. There'll be new things, there'll be a new heaven and a new earth. And I know this just seems really weird because we're so used to our own lives and what we see with our own eyes. So we think, what? He's just losing the plot. I've never heard this stuff. What's he been smoking? I haven't been smoking anything. You just read the book. You just read the Bible and read what it says. But we are so used to what we see is the sum of everything that we are. And it's so not true. The sum of everything we are is way more than we can see. So if we go, um, if you have a Bible with you, you're very welcome to turn there. Revelation, but I'll read it out to you. Revelation 21. So John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, one of the um, four, uh, one of the 12 disciples, one of the four who wrote uh, the Gospels, the stories of Jesus. He had like a vision vision. And we don't really know whether it was an open vision, i.e. eyes open, he's actually literally seeing stuff, or whether it was an eyes closed vision, like a, an imagination seeing something. But either way, he was on an island, started praying, and this moment happened. And he started to see things, and God started to show him things. And that's what the book of Revelation is. And it speaks of things that have not yet happened. If you like posh words, it's eschatology. And this is what he says. This is the penultimate chapter of the entire Bible. We're now screeching back up to the end. This is what John saw. He says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look! Then he said, write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all this. I will be their God and they will be my children. Now, the good thing is there's lots about this earth. There's lots that we see around us that is not how God wants it to be. There's lots and lots. And our job really is to be praying and doing to bring about God's will into situations. That's our, that's our work, that's our, that's our job, that's why we're here. If not, the moment you say yes to Jesus, you just get, shoom, you just go up. Well, I mean, what's, what's the other point in staying down here? Right, I mean, if I've, if I've just become a citizen of heaven and heaven's better than here, I mean, I don't wanna be here. I want to be up there, right? Yes? Is it only me that thinks like this? I, I, you know, maybe you're not convinced about heaven. That's okay. I know heaven's got to be I, I imagine myself saying this. I thought, can I say this? I know heaven's got to be good, right? Being basked in love all the time, like amazing. The point is one day. One day. One day this will happen and maybe you are someone who is just suffering and struggling and you think, oh, to me, life just feels like an epic battle. And you're right, life is an epic battle. It really is a battle. We have an enemy and life is a battle. And I said, to, I said to God in preparing this, God, we're getting into like eschatology, end times. I mean, my goodness, people study this for their whole life. We could do a, a talk series on this and it would last for like 50 years or something. I said, God, I've got to condense this into just a few moments. What do you want me to say? What, what's the point? What's the point of this? And he said, I want you to comfort people and tell them one day, one day it won't be like this for you. If you're wrestling with sickness and battling with depression and things, one day it won't be like this for you. I really hope and I really pray that it'll be before you die. But one thing I know for sure, when you die and leave this realm and your spirit leaves your body and says, I'm done with you, and you go to be with him, you will be free. Totally, utterly, completely free. And that is a hope that honestly we can hold on to. There's a guy who got stung by a load of box jellyfish. His name's Ian McCormack. This is a number of years ago. One sting from a box jellyfish and you die. He got stung five times. He died. He had an encounter with God. I haven't got time to go into all of it. It's very long, but find it online. Um, I've heard him speak live. He's legit. He came back to life while he was in the mortuary. But while he was dead, he went and met God. His story, honestly, is quite incredible. You sit staring at the television or at him if, you're, if you see him. But this is one of the things he said. Finally, having arrived in heaven, he, he went towards Father God. And he says this, a wave of light came towards me. He actually at one point says wave after wave after wave came towards me. He said, but when the wave of light reached me, it moved through me and all I got was love. Like, wow, that moment, that moment, what must that be like? We're going to watch just a little video here. This is a guy, um, he's a bit crazy Um, and you'll have to forgive me. It's about 30 years old and filmed in America so the, the, the bouquet of flowers at the front is unreal. But if you can get past the flowers and the flags and all that kind of thing, this guy had much the same experience as John. He knelt down to pray figuratively and God took him, showed him things. So this is him speaking about when he effectively kind of visited heaven, as it were, in his spirit and some of the things God showed him. So just watch this.
1: Then I heard this, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. And the angel of the Lord said, come on quickly, we must go, he's coming. And I understand this scripture, suffer, not the, suffer the children to come unto me, for such is the kingdom of God. And I saw a glorious light coming. And I looked at Abraham, he said, that's him, it's Jesus. And the angel said, come on, come on. He started moving me toward this. Now, I can't tell you all the whole story, it's all on taste, but anyway. <laughs> As I walked toward that, I got by that Jasper wall, and that, and that interested me because I studied Revelation. I wanted to see that foundation. I said, wait, stop, stop. I want, I want to see those, the names of the hang on And I saw Peter. It, it was, I mean, I looked at the first one and I saw Peter, and it, 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 was, it was just Peter. And the first thing I thought next would be John, but it wasn't. It said Peter, Paul, James, John, on them stones, on that foundation. And the angel said, Come on, come on. The Lord walked out, and these children ran up to him and began to sing praises to him. And he just hugged them. But to me, he looked like a shaft of light. He was so glo- His clothes looked like solid diamonds sparkling just, just flowing, just beautiful. And he, these kids sang. And he just rejoiced with him. The amphitheaters all over this place. This is all in the paradise end of it. And you're gonna meet Abraham. That's the first guy you're gonna see. All of you that are born again. He's a nice person. <laughs> I went in and as I walked, he turned toward me. Jesus is between 5'11 and about six foot one. I said, cl- he's taller than I thought he was. And his hair, I thought, was like mine, white. But he turned his head just a little, and I caught a glance, and his hair was light brown. But yet when he looks at you, the glory of God is emanating from him. I fell at his feet, just fell down, man. The angel of the Lord fell down, you bite the dust. And I saw his feet. And all my life, I thought Jesus had uh, scars. But those holes in his feet were this big. I could see the light shining through it. I understand that his feet look like burnished brass, bronze, because the glory of God Then I realized how big those nails were. You people don't realize how much he suffered. Man cannot write it down. There's no adjectives to understand what Christ went through to describe it. I fell at his feet. I'll never forget this. And I put my hand. He said, stand to your feet. And the first thing I thought of doing was confess. I said, look, you know. He said, you're forgiven. I said, and he put his hand on this shoulder. And he looked at me. He said, go tell my people I'm coming. And I thought he was going to give me a great... I said, and he, he would answer me when I thought. I said, they know that. He said, no, they don't know that. Don't tell them I'm coming. I brought you here to tell you. Go tell them I'm coming. And he had his hand on my... Do you hear me? I mean, go tell him I guess that's why I haven't rested in my life. Just It's such an urgency and people just know something is up He's soon to come ladies and gentlemen The flowers you want to see Jesus you want to see Abraham you want to look at flowers you want to see gold streets you want to see the city with a glorious, magnificent skyline that's in there. You're doing this, trying to, but earthly eyes, that's why we need need this new body bad. So we can consume what God, because this natural mind can't, it just boggles at the thing, it's just amazing. He put his hand on my shoulder, I'll never forget that. He said, what does it look like? Love. He looks right through you. Glory emanating from him. You just, you want to hug him. You you reach out. It's an automatic reaction. And he doesn't do this. He just grabs you. He can look at millions of people, and yet you're the only one he sees. He said, there's many things you shall see here and learn. But I brought you here to tell you that go tell my people I'm coming.
2: Wow. 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 Go tell my people I'm coming. So Jesus is coming back one day. And that's one of those things that we can pray about or not. It's going to make no odds. He's coming. He's coming. One day. One day. And if he doesn't come before any of us naturally die, if you like, then we'll go up there instead. One way or the other. We'll meet him in the air or we'll meet him in heaven. But we're meeting him And so I want that the whole purpose of this is to keep saying to you, one day, please be encouraged. This is not this is not your destiny. This isn't it what we see here now. This isn't it. There's more. We don't really talk like this much. And it, in some ways, it's a good thing that we don't talk like this much. The kingdom has come, but it hasn't yet come. Jesus is coming back. There are so many verses in the New Testament that speak about Jesus coming back. So many. Therefore, you don't lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus to come back. Just one. I mean, there are loads of stacks. Even as Jesus um, was taken up into heaven after he'd come back to life, appeared to the disciples, etc., was taken up into heaven, all the disciples were left staring. Like this, it says he went up and disappeared behind the clouds. And the disciples were left staring. And then some angels appeared and said, men of Galilee, men of Jerusalem, I think he says, why are you staring up at the cloud? He will come again in the same way, but basically not right now. You've got a job to do and you can start your job when the power comes. They must have thought, oh my goodness, he's just like Jesus for this cryptic message. What does that mean? And then they go, they're still scared. They hide and whatever else. And then Holy Spirit comes often called Pentecost, Holy Spirit comes in power in that room. In one day, one day, 3,000 people say yes to Jesus. 3,000 people say yes to Jesus. Can you imagine Liz on church week trying to get that lot in? I mean, my goodness, church week would have a meltdown, wouldn't it? There's Liz trying to ask all her GDPR questions. 3,000 people! That is absolutely amazing. And that's because the power of God came. So something the the, um, church in the New Testament started doing, and Paul had to, super church planter Paul, he had to write and correct one of the churches in Thessalonica. Because what they were basically doing is saying, well, Jesus is coming back. So, you know, we're just going to, until he does. I'm sure maybe they didn't do that, but anyway. Uh, But, you know, they're, they're basically kicking back until he comes back. And they weren't really doing anything. And Paul said, what are you doing? Well, Jesus is coming back. This is my paraphrase. Wow, well, Jesus is coming back. And he said, yeah, but you've got stuff to do. You are ambassadors of heaven. You are the people on earth who carry heaven's DNA and power and authority and the right to go and change lives. Don't sit around waiting for him. He'll come soon enough. Yeah, well, he said he was coming soon. Yes, but a day is as a thousand years to the Lord. So who knows when he's coming? And we have all kinds of prophets, even now, who rise up and tell us, oh, it's soon, it's soon. Most of the time it passes. You're like, well, that's a bit embarrassing. The point is we don't really know when, but we have a job to do until he does. But that isn't really the point of today. The point is to say, he's coming. One day, one day it won't be like this for you. If you feel like you live your life in anguish and difficulty and trouble, then there is some answer now, but one day you will be free. I think it was John Wimbo who started Vineyard used to say, there is pie in the sky when you die, but there is some steak on your plate while you wait. So of course, some of that new, some of the kingdom that has come, we can see that breakthrough. The kingdom has come. It's sometimes called the now and the not yet. A, a man called George Ladd, who was at Fuller Seminary in the States, he really kind of popularised this understanding. The kingdom is now, but the kingdom is also not yet. What? So is it here? Yes. So is it still to come? Yes. And you have to hold those in attention. They're both true. One thing we definitely see is that there can be times when we use the not yet as an excuse to not see more in the now. Well, I prayed for you. I didn't see you healed. So you must be in the not yet category. And we've spoken about this before, about how we need to rise up. I loved this morning. I loved it. Kat's word was absolutely right. Absolutely right. We need to be holding people's arms up and praying for them and bringing the life of God to them when they're just too weary and done in themselves to be able to keep doing it. But God says this to you, Father God, As we wrap up this whole family series, he says this. One day, one day, you know that homesick feeling you have? One day you won't have it anymore. You'll be here. We'll be together face to face forever. You will never, ever be in any way separated from me, ever. So I encourage you, if you ever have that homesick feeling, just to lean into that for a moment. We don't want to be all miserable, Oh, I just want to be with him. Life's too hard. That is true. And we eagerly await because it's exciting. That's not where we're headed. It's not where we're headed. This is just some motorway services on the way. That's what this is. So let's stand. We're going to pray and wrap up. I thank you, Father, that you say to us one day, do you know, Father, we can't wait to, To be with you face to face, where we see you like through a veil, as the Bible says, we see you dimly. Our destiny isn't even heaven, our destiny is you in utter fullness. Our destiny is you face to face. And I pray, Father, for people who feel downtrodden, who feel beaten up, who feel hopeless who feel like they just seem to swing from one battle to the next. I pray, Father, that they will see breakthrough, breakthrough in their life now. And I pray that they will know the comfort that one day the pain and the suffering will be over and we will be with you face to face if we could just keep our eyes closed a minute, there may be some people here who feel they've never actually said yes to God, never actually said yes to being in his family and wanting to be in that relationship with him. So can I, just while everyone's eyes are closed, can I encourage you now, if you've never prayed that prayer, you've never asked God into your life, never told him you want to be in his family and you would like to, while everyone's eyes are closed, would you mind just raising your hand, being brave enough just to raise your hand? If there's anyone here. There's one hand at the back. Thank you. Anybody else who feels they've never said yes and would like to, like to make that today? Okay. Well, that's fantastic. Father God, thank you so much. Thank you so much. We thank you for your presence with us always. And we go into this week eagerly waiting for the face-to-face moment and wholeheartedly knowing that we have a job to do of bringing your kingdom, your love to people's lives. Thank you, Lord. Thanks for listening to our podcast today and we hope you enjoyed it. For more information, visit ashfordvineyard.org or maybe drop into something if you're nearby. In the meantime, have a great week and know just how loved you are.